You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher conclude their series on what it means to have an abandonment wound and how we heal. The hope of healing this wound from experiencing complex childhood trauma is more than possible. Candace and Cher both understand the pain of this wound and offer hope through how they are healing. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candace. Long time no see. <laughs> there was actually no disconnect for us. We just stayed online and talked for a minute before we pushed record again, because this is our third episode in a series that we're doing on the abandonment wound. And we're going to start this episode out just saying we want to talk about what it means to heal when we've had an abandonment wound. And I want to jump in with just some story. So I'm going to ask you, can you think of a time where your body and your heart and your mind felt integrated to receive the love that was coming towards you or for you? What was that like when you began to open yourself up to that? Yeah, that's such a great question, Candace. And I I think the thing that comes to my mind is in one of our very first story groups. And I shared a story and one of our facilitators, Jean, responded to me and she said, "My good mama heart wishes that I was next to you in person because I would just pull you into my lap and hold you so tight the way you needed back then. And and this was on Zoom. You know, it wasn't even possible that that could happen. But those words went to a very, very deep place in me. Mm-hmm. And I pondered letting that in. I pondered, what if He's saying the truth. What if she's speaking the truth? Mm. And could I believe that in this moment when she has heard this story of such shame and pain, that she actually wants to move toward me? And you know, Jean, she has these piercing eyes that come right through the screen. And I felt love break through some walls that I had held intact my whole life. Yeah. And in that moment, some bricks came down. I actually remember that moment. You know, as a witness, it's actually to witness and to watch tangible love, even if it's through a screen. Yeah. It felt stunning to me. Yeah. Something happened, something shifted. Yeah. And I love that that happened for you early on in in story group. Yeah. Because I can only imagine there there was a part of you that oh my gosh, this is the love I've been searching for. Oh yeah. And a little question of can I trust this? Oh, absolutely. But I, I like your words. Something shifted for me that day. Something did shift for me that day. It's that thing we talked about in the last episode. I have been looking for eyes, looking for me my whole life. 
I have. I have actively looked for love my whole life. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, it was such a specific moment, I think, because it was right in the midst of where I was deep in shame. And that was brought to me right then, right there. She saw me. I knew it. Love was offered and it, it broke something in me that had always held love out. What I want to say about this space of story is that we have heard for years and years how much we're loved. And it hasn't meant that it's not true. Mm -hmm. But there is a difference between hearing and believing at a cognitive level that you're loved. But I believe that Jesus wants us to experience that we are loved in community. To, to love him, to love others, and to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And this was the shift for you in being able to let love in for yourself come. Mm-hmm. Not just that Jean offered you love, but it was the shift in you being able to love you. Jean could have only offered that authentic, genuine love because at one point, someone had done the same for her in the particularities of her stories. Yep, absolutely. What a beautiful gift that we were in that same story group. Yeah. I mean, it's really why we're doing what we're doing today. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I will also add, Candice, that that is the beautiful thing about story group is that one person, Jean, offered me some piece of such goodness, but then it was followed up as each person offered me something more. It's like the chains are ripped out of the wall. Mm-hmm. The chains are ripped out of the wall and we begin to become released from the things that have shackled us forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's a flow. We tasted that love. It stirred us up. And so love begets love. There was a post yesterday that I read. I believe it was by Becky Allender, Dan Allender's wife. And she was advertising a story workshop, which I, that was my initial introduction is I had signed up for a story workshop, but I don't remember exactly how she worded it. I was wholeheartedly, amen, sister. So she was talking about the goodness of connecting with other people who could really deeply listen and hold your stories and the friendships that can be born out of that. And then she ended it with this, I dare you. And I went, whoa, you go, Becky. I dare you. And it was such a beautiful dare. I dare you to go into this experiencing something maybe you've never experienced before. I mean, we grew up being in small groups, leading small groups. It wasn't that there wasn't any goodness to that. Yeah. But the level and the depth of experiencing the kind of love that we've needed, especially with having complex childhood trauma, Mm. happened in these story groups. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that. I will say to our listeners, like, I dare you to go for this kind of love. I dare you to change your life radically through healing. Mm -hmm. I want to hear a story from you. When 
is a time that you remember where you saw the face of love and it broke through Mm -hmm. your walls. So we're talking about the abandonment wound. In case you haven't listened from the beginning, the abandonment wound is a wound, particularly the way I've experienced it, that has made my emotions, my internal world feel bigger than the ocean. Mm. Although the ocean is one of the only places that I can go that I actually know it's not bigger than, but I'm just telling you, it has felt that I am too much. And if I let that stuff out, it will be too much. And so was in story group and I shared something that felt so shameful and painful that I remember covering up my eyes Mm. and I was crying. The tears were coming and you guys waited and I, I let my hands go down and I saw the love, the eyes, and I heard the invitation. We want to know more. And I am like, what the heck is this? Yeah. I've never had a group of women want more of me. Yeah. That's why three years later, I'm still here, sister. Yeah. And I remember that. And I, and not only once, I think I remember aspects of that a few times because this has been a big place where shame, where the voice of shame got deep into your soul was that you were too much and that others could not contain the largeness of your emotions and the ways that we collectively, individually and collectively have met you there many, Mm -hmm. many times and said, bring it, sister. We're not afraid. Mm -hmm. It's not too much. Bring it. I love that. There is healing for the abandonment wound. There's lots of modalities for healing our bodies, our nervous systems. There's things that we can do to bring our system down. Sometimes there's things that we need to do to actually bring it to life so we can show up. But healing at a level of mental, emotional, internal, how we feel about ourselves will only come through being fiercely seen, known, and loved. Yeah. And we listened to a podcast recently from a medical doctor that said, my medical degree can help you cope, but it can't help you heal. Only love can do that. That was a PhD doctor, neuroscientist. Yeah. And I'm like, preach it. I love that. And I, I've been ever since then, I've been thinking about the Beatles song. All we need is love. They had it right. Everybody, almost everybody knew that song or knows that song. The simplicity of the lyrics that just went deep. And I think they didn't know the the depth of what they were proclaiming, but all we need is love. Yes. Not the fluffy romanticized version, right? Right. Because we do need more than that. Yep. True love. Like God is love. He's the originator of love. And so... Mm. That type of love that not only knows us and sees us, he rejoices over us. He welcomes us. And when we start, okay, I'm going to get fired up here. When we start doing that for one another, it gives us the experience of not just knowing of this God who does that, but of actually experiencing it 
in our human relationships. And that's what he wants for us. Yeah. This is what heals the places of our deep wounding. This is what has a voice and a power and a presence that supersedes the deepest places of shame that we carry. No matter what happened to us, no matter what we have done, love is the thing that enables us to feel safe in this crazy, mixed up, broken world with all of the potential for hurt and harm and for all of the things that we have endured for the assaults on our against our body, soul and spirit. We have lived with what it feels like to not feel safe in our body, to feel constant levels of anxiety or alarm, like to have the alarm going off inside all of the time. When we meet love, we begin to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And when we begin to feel safe from safety from others, and then we can begin to offer safety to ourselves, and then we can be able to bring integration to our fragmented parts. I am constantly saying to my parts, you're safe. I know you don't feel safe right now, but I've got this. I see what's going on. And I just want to tell you like you are safe. And if you don't feel safe, let me know what you need right now, because I will offer you Mm -hmm. help in this moment. But I made the statement to you this week, I think. I feel a deep, deep sense of security, Mm -hmm. deep down inside security for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. I feel safe. I feel secure. I love that that's happening for you and happening for me. Yeah. And that there is a way to heal the abandonment wound. Yeah. There, there is a way to move out of that belief system. And I'm, I'm sorry, I think you were getting ready to share more, but I just wanted you to know how much I love that that's happening for you. Yeah, no, I, I thank you. And I, and for you too. <laughs> but I want to just say very loud and clearly, healing is possible. I know for some of us who have tried everything under the sun and it hasn't really worked, sometimes it's hard to keep believing, but healing is possible and yet it's hard. It takes risk. It takes courage. It takes vulnerability slowly, carefully, step by step. It's not showing up and revealing every deep, dark secret that you've ever had all in one moment. No. It's the development of a relationship or relationships with people in a community where the healing of these childhood wounds and childhood trauma, this is why we're there. Mm -hmm. And there are many people who know how to engage this process. I think for a long time, it, it just seemed like nobody knew what, what, what to do with you if you had childhood trauma. But now there are many people who know and are doing it and it is changing lives and it is changing the world and it is love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's love. You know, when we started showing up in group and one another, this is a term and I think we're probably going to go talk about it on a separate episode if you're willing. We didn't do spiritual bypassing. We didn't throw you off on God and say, 
just go work it out with him and then come back to us. Yeah. We said, as you wrestle in that space, we want to help bring that to earth for you. Yeah. And this is a topic that we are going to have to talk about because it's just, it just happens a lot. And, and we know the abandonment wound can be healed and that we need hands, feet, faces, ears, eyes of the people that are living on the earth today. Yeah. Mm, so, so good to be with you around this. Yeah. So good to be with you. And I want to just say to our listeners, as we kind of conclude this three-part series on healing the abandonment wound, I want to say to our listeners, I dare you. I dare you to start to walk toward healing, to reach for love in places where people are trained and experienced and know how to hold these kind of stories with tenderness and compassion and care that heals. Mm -hmm. I dare you. Yeah. Love you, friend. I love you too, Candice. See you next time. Yep. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandiceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Caleb Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.